Welcome to Psychology of Home. Today, I have Michelle Urban, who has a company called The Organized House. And I thought it would be really interesting for people to hear from her because you hire an interior designer for all of the pretty stuff. So you want it to look beautiful and you want it to be aesthetically pleasing and all that good stuff. But really underneath the surface, it also needs to be organized. And a lot of that organizing, um, those organizing items, furnishing pieces, um, will be things that will be seen. So mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we're going to hear from Michelle on uh, what she does with clients. And I want to hear also um, like some of the first conversations you have with clients and what's that like when you're touring their house for the first time? Mm-hmm. Cause I tour people's houses. Like, I mean, I go in like maybe five or six a week and I, I love them, but I can't tell you one time when I haven't thought about who actually should be here is you, not me, you know, oh, yeah, or at least you come point. first yes. and then I'll, and then I'll <laughs> come afterwards. Yeah. Well, first, thank you for having me. I've been following you on Instagram for a while and you're a beautiful storyteller. So uh, it's really an honor to be here and actually be talking uh, to you. Thank you. I really admire your work and you um, are very talented at your craft. Uh, um, Say more. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, the initial conversations that I have with people are one of my favorite because I really see them at a raw point. Normally when somebody calls me up, they have a breaking point. They're at their their wits end. They know they want to love their space, but they just don't know how to make it happen. And so they call me because they're overspending. They're spending hours trying to find something. Um, They're just really unhappy. And so I really love that part of it because I'm also a support system. I'm going through people's homes like you are too. And we're seeing personal things. We're in in personal spaces. It's a very intimate experience. Very much so. You're opening drawers and cupboards and you're seeing things crammed in there at at their worst. And so I love that part of being able to be that support system and really finding out how a house ticks. Yeah. Because one of the things that we do at the organized house is not only do we help people get organized and stay organized, but we're really creating organizing systems that go with the natural flow and function of a home. We're not going to make anybody do something that they don't already do in a daily routine and habit. Right, okay. So we're really trying to support that to be more efficient in those processes. Setting them up for success. Yes, and so you probably have a whole checklist of questions that you ask somebody, and same here, we ask if we're doing a kitchen and pantry, we say, who wakes up first in the morning? Mm. What do you do? Where do you go? Oh, you make coffee. How do you make that coffee? Oh, you make smoothies. How? What's the ingredients that you go? Because we really want homes to be efficient. Yeah, and and tap into what they're already doing because you're not asking them to change their behavior. No, because we know that chances are that's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah, no one's going to do that. No one's going to do that. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, you know, you know, made me think of something when. Um, just talking about the being a personal intimate experience. I once asked a client because I had done like maybe four or five projects with her. I mean, we've ended up like doing a, her entire house. She sold that house. I did her next house. She bought a beach house. And one day I said, I really want to thank you for being so loyal to me. And she's like, oh my God, I don't want someone else to know everything about me. Like, you know, everything, you know, yes. exactly how we do, you know, it's just like, you know, I would never want to go through that process again. So I was like, it, it's interesting how like once we're sort of that their person, 
You know, I mean, do you find that too, that it's an incredibly loyal clientele and they recommend you to everybody? Very loyal. Um, we have a lot of repeat clients, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Um, and the more we know about someone, the more we can be better at our jobs within their home yeah. because we know them so well. Do you have any issues ever with like multiple members of the house? Like I think of, you know, the two partners um, that lived completely differently and you're actually coming in to solve uh, like almost a marital problem with them. For sure. Most of the time, I would say 95% of the time, they're not calling me collectively and saying, we have a problem. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> it's one person calling saying, I I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. And we have a saying, we say we organize for the weakest link. Mm. And, um, and I have to do that in my own home as well because my, Husband likes to collect things just in case. Uh-huh. Just in case. Yeah. Um, and so we we really have to work around that. And so like part of part of us organizing, sometimes it has to be progress over perfection. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard in today. And maybe you see this because people are on Pinterest and they're on Instagram and yeah. they're on house and they think that um it their house should look like this. Yeah. And what they don't realize is that's photo ready. You know, there's, nobody lives like that. And so, you know, it's okay if your keys are out or it's okay if right now, if you don't have the matching bins for right now, but we're going to get you to a state where everybody can maintain this. Yeah. I had a friend come over recently that had never been, we're kind of part of a larger group and she'd never been to my home and um, she moved really near me, um, right near me. So she said, you know, let's go for a walk, but I want to come see your house. And so she's, it was like a seven o'clock in the morning walk. So I haven't done anything in my, you know, whatever. And she kind of walked through and she was like, I can't believe you have dog toys out. This makes me (laughs) like you so much. Like I thought this was going to be like the, you know, perfectly staged house, but you actually just live here. And like, I do. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's normal day. And a lot of our clients too, um, are organized people. They just need a reset. Because yeah. I think it's important to mention that sometimes we just all need a reset. Yeah, that's Even a really good point. the best of the best, our intentions run really high. But if we have kids or if we have a busy work schedule or if we have relatives in town, you know, all the life things that happen, sometimes we just need someone to come in and help us get back on track. Yeah, I mean, I would think it's therapy. I mean, really, I mean, because you go through stages in your life, it could even just be um, that you started having kids and you had a good system before and you loved how your life, you know, lived out in your home, but then, you know, kids havoc. It's just like, you know, absolute chaos. And you just don't know how to do that anymore. You don't know how to be you in your own home because now you've got all this other stuff that you have to deal with, or you get married or you go through a divorce or, you know, any Mm -hmm. number of things. But I think it's, uh, that reset is a really positive and optimistic way of looking at, you know, some of those, you know, tougher life, you know, things that we go through, we all go through, Yes, you know, so, um, or downsizing. Yeah. That's huge right now one. too, is everybody's wanting to downsize because I'm in a lot of homes and people have a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff. And that's, you know, no judgment. I have stuff too. Um, but sometimes we hang on to things for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And do you go through, cause I have to go through like things that they maybe accessories that they 
collected on a trip, you know? So like all these things, there's a lot of trip stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like souvenirs that seemed like such a great idea when they were in <laughs> Bali. Um, I think of this, uh, this artwork that my clients bought on their honeymoon in Bali and it was incredibly expensive and they both literally hate it. Oh, They're just like, yes. I, we don't know what to do. I was like, it's gone. gone. Like it's literally there, but we spent all this money and it's, you know, our honeymoon. Like, how was your honeymoon? And they're like, it was amazing. I was like, we already have an amazing memory yeah. of your honeymoon. You don't need this thing. Right. And we are not our stuff. We right? are not our stuff. We are not our stuff. I like that. Yes. And it, it is hard for people to let go, especially when they say, well, we paid good money yeah. for it. Yeah. And I understand that that is hard to let it go. And one of the questions that I ask, there's a series of questions when we're going through the decluttering process because it can be pretty intense um, in some situations. Yeah. But um, would you buy it again? Mm-hmm. Um, would you display it? Yeah. No, I would not display it. I would well, never display you know, it. Because display what you love. Right? This yeah. is one of our mottos at the organized house, display what you love. And if you can't display it, maybe it can better serve somebody else. Maybe it can bring somebody else happiness. Yeah. But if you literally don't want to, you're, you don't want to see it out because it shame, you know, guilt, remorse, whatever it is. And you don't, or you don't want it to represent you. Like you don't want people to see this and think like, that's you, you know? So there's that, those are just all really bad feelings. Like, yeah, exactly. you know, those items should not be in your home. No, because what we do is we say we're making space for the things that matter and making space for your new things to come in Yeah, as well. Cause yeah. there'll be new beginnings. There'll be new you, there'll be new memories and, and new moments. And you just can't keep adding on. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of like how we, I mean, I'm, I'm big into yoga and it's always about making space, Mm -hmm. you know, as you're moving through life and new things happen, but to, to really like allow those new things to come in, you know, and, and yoga is really great. I go to hot yoga, which is insanely hard. And so I can't, my monkey mind is completely turned off, you know, cause all I'm trying to do is, you know, get through what we're getting. And I, it's, it's hard. And, so it's it's really nice to spend one hour where I'm just not thinking about what I'm currently doing, how mm-hmm. I need to do that, what I need to do. And I really believe that it creates space for like new things. But with new things, you've got to let go of something else. Right. Or even I have a client and the stories that I share, I have permission to share. Um, for her, it was we did a big kitchen and pantry and talking about making space. She wasn't even cooking dinner anymore because it was like a 20 minute cleanup because there was no space. Wow. And she, I don't know why I just act, acted like I, that was shocking. I don't make dinner. Either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so, and it was, a you know, accumulating things and a yeah. lot of unmade decisions that were yeah. brought into the house that, you know, things didn't have a, a proper home. Yeah. And so it was hindering her from doing something that just she really nourishing loves to herself. do. Like, yes. Yeah. Like really loving to cook for her family and spending that time. And then wow. it became this chore. So we have to be really aware of the things that we bring into our house to give us space yeah. to breathe. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. That space is such a a topic in, in in so many areas of of, of life is just creating space it and is. letting go and making room for the new. Yep. Yeah. What is your favorite room in the house to organize? Well, I think the kitchen and pantry are the biggest bang for the buck because it's the heart of the home. Yeah. So much happens there. I mean, just this morning in our kitchen, I have two kids. 
I'm doing my daughter's hair and my son is brushing his teeth at the kitchen sink. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and we're packing lunches and the kids are doing their homework. So this is a space where the family gathers, where you spend a lot of time. It's the first room that you probably enter when you wake up. And it's the last room that you exit before you go to bed. We spend a lot of time there. Yeah, for sure. And it is, people are amazed um, how more efficient they can be in a kitchen. I never, you know, people are like, I never knew I had so many unnecessary steps to make my coffee. You know, it's just like this this light bulb moment that happens. We've been just digging through a drawer, you know? Yeah. Or having to go behind you and not to, you know, the side of you. So kitchen pantries are really great. And so are primary closets Mm. because, you know, we love our clothes and we want to look good and we don't want it to be another chore to try to decide what to wear. So you do closet purges or like closet edits with people? Yes. I'm... we, you know, we're not stylists, we're not personal stylists. We can't say, oh, you should wear this for, you yeah. know, your skin tone. But we can say, um, wow, you have like a lot of floral maxi dresses. <laughs> because during our pull and sort process, we also categorize and we micro categorize things okay. so people can see kind of their patterns. how many things that they have. And, and this happens even like in a kitchen and pantry. People will say, oh, I didn't know I had five can openers. Where did you find them? I just keep buying olive oil. I'm always like, I think I'm out of olive oil. Like I never want to run out of olive oil. I have like nine bottles of like, you know. So people are like that in their closet where they say, well, I didn't know that I had that many black cable knit sweaters or I didn't have that, I didn't know I had that many floral sundresses. Or a bunch of clothes with tags on them. I used to be a personal stylist. Yes. <laughs> and so we do, um, we do big, you know, closet overhauls and also we'll do a, will help design a custom closet as well. Oh, okay. We can assess um, daily routines and habits. How often do you work out? How much workout attire do you have? Um, how do you get dressed in the morning? And then we can say, okay, you probably need more drawers or you need more space for your jewelry. You need, and then we'll design based on daily habits and routines. Got it. What's your least favorite? I mean, I'm guessing basements. Uh, yeah, I mean, basements, <laughs> the things that we find in the basements can also be very entertaining as well. Yeah. Um, kids rooms? Kids rooms are fun. Okay. It's, they're, they're so much fun. Yeah. Playrooms are fun. Bedrooms are fun. Um, base, uh, ca- garages are very tedious. Yeah. Very, very tedious, but yeah. very rewarding. Well, and there's just so much functional stuff in there. So it's like you kind of win the argument of like, well, I do need, you know, these seven Allen wrench yeah, tools. Yeah, it's or- take, garages take longer than people think that they are. Because we go, when we declutter, we go through everything. We yeah, touch I can imagine. everything. And there's a lot of unmade decisions that happen in the garage. You mm-hmm. keep a lot of things your mom gives you, your grandma's china. Where does it go? It goes in the garage. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a, Right, Mixed you bag of stuff. have the bag that Christmas you want stuff, to holiday take stuff. to donations. That's, I mean, there's just a lot of different items. Yeah, yeah, that sure. go into the garage. What about working? Do you ever work with designers? Do you ever work kind of in tandem with uh, an interior designer? Yes, and we uh, builders as well, um, especially for kitchens oh, sure. of how a kitchen can be set up properly because we go into so many ill-designed kitchens that, um, not my kitchen, (laughs) I'm sure. No, (laughs) but, um, just things that if a smoothie drawer to make sure that it holds a Vitamix without having to Mm. take it apart, 
I'm like, you can keep smoothies in a drawer. (laughs) I know you're saying. (laughs) Right, that um, the shelves are tall enough for the big canisters of protein, um, jars of protein, things like that, that sometimes builders don't think about. Yeah, yeah. I think we should blame the builders, not the designers. Let's just (laughs) settle on that. Uh, So one thing I think about when I think about organizing is aesthetics. Like, are you choosing these furniture pieces, like storage pieces, like say that they really need an entry table and because they need a place to put their keys and place to put, you know, their phone when they get in, maybe it's a charging station mm-hmm. within a drawer. Like, are you choosing a lot of those pieces? Like, how does that work? We, I, yes. And I'm not an interior designer. I will eventually go to your design school um, <laughs> one day. Okay. We start <laughs> but, Saturday if you want to come um, to the <laughs> I, you know, I know enough that, it, looking at an aesthetic that I can pick out options for yeah. them. We do a lot of space planning to help people think about their space differently. Yeah. Um, especially if someone has been in a home for a very long time, they don't see other options. Yeah. And so maybe yeah. maybe they don't need the console table in the entryway. Maybe they need hooks instead. Because yeah. if every everybody has this drop zone, well, maybe yeah. it's not that. Maybe it's hooks. Yeah, when we've but, got baggage in our home, we... Just, it's amazing how much we've got blinders onto things. Yes. Just like, it's just always been there. Like, what are what are my options? So many times, and you probably hear this too, I never thought about that. Yeah, I, I love nev- when people say that. I, I would have never, ever done my kitchen that. like this. I'm like, I know. Yeah, so, um, and then for aesthetics, we do. We'll, we'll pick out the bins and the baskets, and it all depends on someone's budget. Um, yeah. You know, that ranges a lot. Sure. Sometimes people will say, a lot of times actually, people will say, I've, I've tried to organize before, so I have a ton of bins and baskets, oh, and uh-huh. can we try to use this? Yeah. So, again, progress over perfection. So, yes, I we like tried. that progress over perfection. We, That's we'll, good. We can reuse, all depending on, on somebody's budget. And sometimes people say, I want this to be, you know, photo ready, and I don't really have a budget. So go and buy me the prettiest and the best yeah. functioning items. Yeah. Do you give them those words like photo ready or like? No. They're just having language we, around. During they want the it console, to be- I say, you know, I ask them, do they have any um, pins that they've pinned on Pinterest? Okay, do they so have any an inspo? Like, what do you like? If they don't, we'll say, do you like white and bright and clean? Do you like more of the moody? Um, we'll help them decide what they like. Yeah. And sometimes if you go into a home, you kind of, you, you, you get their vibe. Yeah. So you mentioned, this might sound self-serving, um, <laughs> only partially is, uh, you mentioned coming to the design school. So like I have a friend who was a professional organizer, still kind of does it. She does a lot of um production for like video for mm-hmm. Nike and whatnot, but she's, a, she really is at heart, this professional organizer, but she did her own ADU. So she um, planned an ADU. She worked with an architect. Um, she hired a builder and she did the entire um, build out. And she was like, I think I'm really good at this. I'm like, I think you are too. Like you've got a real vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so, so, so cute and all her, totally her. And of course, well organized and all that stuff. But she was like, well, I, I want to do interior design. Like, I think it'd be really, really fun. But I'm not an interior designer. I'm like, right. and I was like, why not? You did this. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
then I'm not an interior designer, you know? And it's it's so interesting that we put these labels or we think like, oh, you have to go to school. I don't even know if there's a school for professional organizing. I feel like it's one of those things you either have it or you don't. And, right. you know, passion and purpose and all that good stuff. But I did not go to interior design school. I've never taken one interior design mm-hmm. class. And I know it's who I am. I've been this person since I was five years old, moving things around in my room yeah. and, you know, making, you know, my little apartment. I was wondering if, um, well, A, the entrepreneur in me, when I know you have a successful business, and then you mentioned um, you're not a personal stylist, but you do these closet edits. And then you mentioned um, wanting to go to design school. I mean, my entrepreneurial brain says, please add these two revenue streams to what you're doing right mm-hmm. now. A, they're both really lucrative. Um, we can talk about how lucrative interior design is <laughs> another time, but it is, um, it's just, you know, I did not invent it. I didn't even know this is how you made money as an interior designer when I decided I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, ha- what actually happened is my daughter was 21 when I was 44 and she decided she wanted to be an interior designer. She did a certificate um, small program in okay. Scottsdale Community College. And then she went to work for an interior designer in Scottsdale. I had just started my interior design business. I was shopping at Home Goods and I was just doing it the way I f- could figure out how to right. do it. And she was like, Mom, you're doing it all wrong. That's not how interior designers make money. You, you're, you're leaving so much money on the table, as you like to say. And so she actually learned how this business work taught me. And that's how oh, I it became yeah. a really successful business person. Um, but yeah, I'm just thinking for you, I would even add or hire a personal stylist and, you know, that works for your, because I mean, you're just in these closets already and yeah. they need help with that too. And I think one of the things of why I say like, oh, well, I'm not, I like interior design and I like personal stylists is because I know that at heart I'm a creator. Yeah. Right. And that's what yeah. I love to yeah. do. I love to create things. When you're organizing, you're creating a new space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't have to do with paint and, you know, fabrics and new couches. It's it's creating in, in a different sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think of myself as, I mean, definitely um, a creative, but almost just like an editor. I'm just editing an existing oh, yeah. space because I don't, I don't do a lot of new construction. And Mm -hmm. if I do, I'm sort of added on once the architect's done. One project I did when the architect hadn't been hired and I went to all the meetings and I had a very huge impact on on the design. And it was interesting because the architect, this isn't a bag on architects and I would say this to their face and my mom is an architect, Mm. but um, they don't think about the actual furniture. They put a bed in there and they put two nightstands and then you actually get to this room and you're like, that's not an actual size of any bed that exists on the planet for number one, (laughs) you know? And so, you know, it was really interesting because we planned out every single space in its entirety. And she was, that client was really into um, organization, three kids, and just like that Mm -hmm. was her jam. And so everything was thought of at the very, very beginning. It took like a, it was like a three-year process. But I mean, that project turned out just the intention that you can put towards things if you think about them, you know, early, early in the process and you're not just stuck with things. But generally when I'm working, I'm editing a space. I don't consider Mm -hmm. myself an artist. I'm you know, taking the space and I'm manipulating what's already here and making it better. And, you know, my my three Fs are form, function, and flow. You had mentioned, was it five Fs or just the five yeah, fundamentals? Yeah, the, um, the, the fundamentals. And five fundamentals of the organizing. The five fundamentals. And yeah, I want to hear those. We say to um, give your room a purpose. So, so many times... People are saying, that I, one. <laughs> I just, I don't like my, my kitchen. And it's like, no, of course you don't like your kitchen. You have 
paint cans underneath the kitchen sink. You have swim goggles and swim caps in the junk drawer. Your kids aren't even on swim team anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you have a homework station and you have a hair station and you have the toothbrush station and then you have the tools and then you have the batteries. And it's like, yeah, of course, like you don't love this. So we think about giving your space a purpose and what do you want in it? But most importantly, what don't you want yeah. your space to be? And so once we help our client set the purpose of a room, then we can say, okay, now it's time to declutter, which is the second. Okay. And so now we know what to eliminate from okay. that space. Um, okay. And then it also makes it then easy for when new things come into the house for you to say, it doesn't go in the kitchen. Yeah. So, you know, these, now you have to think about yeah, it. Yeah. There's like no I category said, in this the, kitchen for that item. Right. And now it makes you have to make a decision of the unmade decisions because clutter is unmade decisions. Oh, so wait, it, say that again. I like that. So clutter is just unmade decisions because you haven't decided sure. what you want to do with it. Yeah. And so when you're- So when, it's in limbo. Yeah, it's just a- When yeah. every room in your house has a set purpose, you're not going to let just things be free-floating around yeah. that don't belong there. So decluttering, it's one of the hardest- things to yeah. do. Um, and then we start small. So this is a junk drawer. This is under the kitchen sink. Yeah. And when we start small, we also want to start in a place that doesn't have a lot of ties, sentimental ties. Oh, start <laughs> in the place like that. Yeah. So like start in a To kind of get a, a win underway. You've got, if we did something, we've got the bathroom drawers and there wasn't anything in there. Yeah. That, you're not going to be like, oh, this is my teddy bear from when I was six. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, okay, this, ex, this makeup is expired. It can, it can go, <laughs> right? It's just a no brainer decisions there. And our brain also loves to check off things. Yeah. Right? Have you ever done like your checklist, but then things that you've already done in the morning, you already write it on your checklist just so you can Hell write yeah. it down, right? Because our brains love that. We like, our brains love closure. Yes. And yeah. it, it releases dopamines. And so when we start small, we have all this dopamine going because we've just done three drawers. Yeah. And so that helps. And we also have this thing called the decluttering muscle. Because decluttering is so hard, you kind of have to warm it up. Mm. And so when you start into these small spaces and you activate your decluttering muscle and your dopamines are firing, then when you have to go into the next big thing, like your teddy bear from when you were six, yeah. you're going to make that decision to let it go or or to keep it, right? But it's just going to be quicker. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're, it's going to be quicker. You're, gonna, it's gonna you're gonna flexing be that muscle quick, more stronger. quickly. It's going to be more confident yeah. there. Um, we also want to, what, what number am I on here? Start small. Four or five. You've done, uh, purpose was our first declutter. Yeah. Start small. I lost Start small. I think maybe you're on four then. Okay, so the just make it up. Yeah, we won't um, know. <laughs> you want to buy organizing products last, and this so many people get wrong. So you don't have them and then fit them into what oh. you're doing because that makes no sense at all. Right, yeah. right. You know, we all have been sucked in at Target, and we see that really cute basket that we're drawn to, and then we get it home, and then we try to make it work in the space. Yeah, but really, you don't know what you're trying to do. No, I just did this with uh, I have. No, I have some new space in my house since my husband left. Mm -hmm. And I took over a closet 
and made it the linen closet because there wasn't a linen closet on the main floor. And I went and just bought those um, from Target. I can't remember what the name of the line is, the plastic, clear plastic bins okay. with the handles. And, you know, they seemed big enough for like a folded sheet. They're, they're not, I mean, nothing fits in them. So my right. sheets are all big. And so I have to like <laughs> fold them all like, you know, just, it just looks yeah, like Yeah, and so you're trying to make it work. And then the next thing you know, this bin is going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And then it's going to go what I call it, then it goes to the guest room to die, like everything else, <laughs> yeah. you know? So Poor when we room. really <laughs> understand what we're trying to buy for, the problem that we're trying to solve for, yeah, it will just make our buying so much more productive. Yeah, You're not going to be wasting money. Um, you're really buying things that will have lasting results, yeah. right? These are the organizational systems that we're really good at creating. Yeah. So don't rush out and buy the cutest thing. You really have to do that hard work first to then determine what you need. I mean, a lot of this feels like the same as design principles. You know, we can, we definitely have to identify the purpose of a room. And uh, the advice I always get is we need to take out everything that's not working. You know, everything that we don't need, we've got to get rid Mm -hmm. of those pieces. You don't, any negative language at all around anything, even if I'm like, I kind of think it's cool what you, you know, what you have here. They're just like, my husband bangs his knee on it every time he walks into the room. Like, it's just, you know, and, you know, so just any sort of like negative attachment. But I feel like a lot of these are are kind of similar, just with a little bit different, you know, yes. focus, even the flexing the muscle um, of being able to make decisions. It's when you repeatedly, you know, do something over and over, even if like when a client works for me, the first room that we do together Oh my gosh. Oh, I can see how that what, would be. A brand new client, first room. <laughs> Even if they're like, they all say, oh, I'm super easygoing. We're right. really decisive. Right. I mean, I'm like, that's a red flag. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they say that. And then you get into it and you're just talking about, I'm like, well, we'll start with your biggest pain point, your family room. You use this room all the time. You know, nothing's working, blah, blah, So we start there. And I mean, it is like, I cannot get them to make a decision on, you know, the sectional, the coffee table, even though it's like all looks great together. They agree that it looks great together. They agree that I know how to put a room together, but then get through it. And everyone is so happy, Yes, myself included. And then we get to the living room and they're just like, yeah, that looks good. I'm like, what? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we we love it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Just, I'm going to send an email right now asking for approval, but it just really is that um, it's practicing it and, you know, getting, flexing that, you know, having an opinion about things and being able to execute and move on, let it go. Yeah. And I think maybe you're in the same boat where a lot of my clients have, have never professionally done this before. So they've dabbled with it. Yeah. Everyone's tried to organize. Everyone's probably tried to make their house match and look together. And they have never done the full process, which is very, very different from what they tried to do. Yeah. And And maybe they just can't do it. Right. You know, I mean, there's no shame in that. You know, we, I like clients that can't pick out a thing for their house. You know, I, I like that. Right. You know, that's why I we have, have the craft. a job. Yeah, you know? we, we have the craft. And our decluttering process is like n- no other that you would do independently by yourself. Yeah. And that's really eye-opening for our clients when they say, well, I've tried to declutter before, but wow, this is next level. Yeah. And probably saying some of the things that you do yeah. as well yeah. to, to put a room together. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an education. I mean, I hear that all the time. Like, you know, the, the, wow, I would have never thought about that. And then when you're done, if you finished a room for them and they're like, I can't believe I've never used a designer before. Like this was, I, I don't regret anything that's in this room. I absolutely love this Mm -hmm. space. It totally represents us. I feel good here. I can't believe I'm 56 years old and I've just been living in a house that I just literally didn't like for all these years. I, 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 I can't do it, you know, and not to say that they now can go do it on their own, um, you know, but I think that process is very educational for a lot of people. I also think a lot of people realize um, during the process of kind of procurement, how indecisive they are and how much mm. they struggle with making mm-hmm. decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, people that are like, no, I've lived my life. I you know, buy cars. I do something, you know, whatever I yes. do, um, I'm able to function just fine. But then when it really comes down to it, there's some like some real, a lot of family of origin stuff. Maybe that'll be our last question is when you're working with a family um, and you got some teenagers or some adolescent kids, are we teaching them how to for sure. If we're organizing a preteen or a teen's room, we always try to get them involved. Yeah. And especially we want to know what they do in the room. How do they hang out? Yeah, not what everything do, they do. but <laughs> Right. Because a lot of teens, preteens like to see their stuff. Whereas yeah. adults, we like to put it behind in yeah. a drawer or behind a cabinet. And so we have to understand how they like to see their stuff, how they like to interact with their stuff. Yeah. And surprisingly enough, when a kid has a room that they love, they take care of it. Mm, I like that. Yes, they take care of it. Especially when they get to collaborate, have a hand in it. And I think that the putting your stuff out there on display, I mean, the biggest thing you're doing as a kid is trying on a bunch of different identities. You know, so yes. these possessions, these things that you identify with are very important for that moment in time. Like mm-hmm. a year later, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I liked, you know, fill in the blank. But there's, you know, when, when we're older and our identify our identities are a little bit more solidified, you know, it's more about like, you know, what kind of vibe and environment and space. It's less about those, you know, knick-knacky, what I got for, you know, Christmas from, yeah. you know, whomever. But uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I'm glad that you're, I'm glad to know you're bringing those, bringing those kids into it. They need to keep their rooms clean. They need to keep their rooms clean. (laughs) We have to understand too, how they function, how they want to see their stuff. Yeah. And um, sometimes it's hard for parents because they want a beautiful room for their child. Yeah. They want it to be Pinterest worthy. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta, you gotta like let the Hatchimals shine bright on a shelf. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it all runs its course. Like, you know, they're only going to be into it for so long and then they're going to move on to exactly something else, hopefully right. less sad, <laughs> less right. like Hatchimals. <laughs> well, this was so interesting. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for being here. No, it was awesome. I really, I learned a lot. Yeah. Especially um, about you wanting to maybe do design school. Yeah, that's so right. So whether you come to mine or not, <laughs> I think you should do it. Add, it, add it, a revenue stream. Yes, it, it is definitely on my list. Okay, good. All right. Thank Thanks you. Thanks again. Okay. I have one mission when it comes to dining rooms. Please use them. There are three reasons that you're not using your dining room. It's too formal, it's too far away from the kitchen, and it's closed off from other spaces. 
This happens in a lot of homes and you can rectify this. You don't have to use the dining room as a dining room. You can use other spaces. Maybe there's a spot next to your kitchen that you could squeeze in a table and chairs. It doesn't even have to be a big table. You could also use an extension table. So usually it's in its small position, but if you have guests come over, you can extend it to make room for other people. The point is the dining room is such an underutilized space in the house and it can be so beautiful and it can be this place where you gather with friends and family and just really enjoy time together. So please use your dining room.